Before getting into today's episode, we'd like to thank Mac Performance PT for sponsoring the Walk-On Pod. For more on their services and contact information, click the link in our Instagram bio where you will be led to their website. Mac Performance PT, helping Sacramento athletes live life without limits. Thank you for tuning back into the Walk-On Pod. Um, Shout out to Jared. Uh, for working hard hours to get this one set up. Uh, and shout out to our man, Ike, our special guest here with us today. Ike Irebu is with us today. Uh, we've been working hard to get this one together. Uh, he's got a really good story, and I'm excited to bring this one to you guys. Uh, Ike, appreciate you being on here with us, man. Appreciate y'all, man. I know it's with me being overseas, it's kind of tough trying to get the times right. And I know you guys got busy schedules as well, so I'm just glad we, could, we can get it in at the right time. Sure. Yeah, no, Happy we appreciate you, on, you man. man. Yeah. We're excited to hear what you got to say. Sure. And for us, man, we're, we're starting the day off on the right note. I mean, what, yeah. what better place to start than with the walk-on pod? So, you know, um, yeah. like I said, I'm excited. Um, but, yeah, well, the floor is yours. You can uh, kind of tell us your story, uh, you know, where you are, how you got there and everything, and we'll go from there. Yeah, so just start from the very beginning or? Yeah, wherever you want to start. Uh, I guess I'll start from the very beginning. So basketball really wasn't even my first sport, honestly. Uh, soccer was my first sport for me and my brothers. I know you guys know, for, but for the people listening, I got two brothers, Chooks and Yusi. Uh Chooks is the older brother, my, the oldest brother. I'm the middle and Yusi is the youngest. Um, we all played soccer to begin with, you know, because my mom, uh, they, my parents, they both came from Nigeria. So, uh, and my mom had a thing where, like, she didn't want us sitting in the house all day. So she had us just outside running around playing soccer, put us on teams. And we're all similar in age. Like, uh, Chooks is, I think, 18 months older than me, and I'm 18 months older than UC. So we're all very close. And um, we always had a basketball in, the, in our backyard, though. So uh, what happened was we were playing soccer. Everything was cool. Each of us on three different teams. And then we go to the Salvation Army down in Oak Park. And we're all on different teams there, too. So my parents got three kids and six teams to deal with. And that's a lot of practices and a lot of different game times and stuff like that. So one day, my mom, she uh, she made us – she brought us into the living room. And she made us all go into one corner of the house and write down which sport we wanted to play. We had to pick a sport. And the thing – I'm glad my mom did that because both my parents are the firstborns in their family. And they both understand the influence a firstborn can have on the other siblings and stuff like that. So um, that's why she had to split up. And then uh, we all, all three of us were down and we wanted to play basketball. And then um, we kind of just took it from there. And that's where the love for the for basketball really started. Right, right then and there when we were all playing in the backyard and then going to Salvation Army and then um, gr- just continuing to grow. And then after that, Went to middle school, Southern Middle School down in downtown Sacramento. Loved it. Had a great time there. And then went to Franklin High School for two years before transferring to uh, Oak Hill Academy, which was pretty cool. Won a national championship at Oak Hill my junior year. My senior year, we were okay. I think we went, we lost, like, we lost a lot of games. Well, to Oak Hill standards, we lost a lot of games. I think we lost, like, five or six games. And we ended up being, like, 35 and six or 35 and five, one to two. And then um, after my senior year, I, I signed to play at Washington State University. And it was like my whole time there, basketball was like up and down. But I uh, didn't really – we didn't even go to the tournament in all my four years. But um, it is what it is with that. After that, I had a game with the Clippers. Um, and then I signed with the G League team. Was there for my first year as a pro. Went to Germany for six months. Then parted ways with that team, went to finish the season in Lithuania, then went back to the G League in D.C. It was a really up and down year with them. Then COVID happened, went back to Germany, didn't like it at all. Then went to France, played really well. After that, had a Nigerian national team. We beat Team USA. That was cool. Then I got cut from the team going into the Olympics. That was weird, but it is what it is with that one. Went to Israel, played really well in Israel. 
Um, then last season I was in Italy, did my thing in Italy, and now I'm in Spain. Man, there we go. <laughs> Rundown. Bam, bam, yeah. bam. Jared, you're on. Jared, you're on mute. Uh, yeah, so that was like a whirlwind of like, there's <laughs> a lot going on there. It was a lot, bro. It was, so it was a lot. It's been a lot. These, especially these last few years, man. It's been it's been kind of crazy. Yeah. Um, Ike, I want. I was uh curious. Just um, I know that's it's been documented in your stint in the G League and kind of jumping back and forth. What what do you feel like? helped you get through that the most as far as like I, I you know I see you work out every day I know like your mentality and stuff but a lot of people don't like understand that just like being in limbo and and how did you deal with that mentally um honestly for me you know in the world of basketball there's so many things that are out of your control especially like politics and stuff like that you know and the thing that really got me through it is I always tell myself at the end of the day, bro, no one cares what your situation is. Like no one really cares. You just got to do it. You know what I'm saying? You got to, everyone got to go through it and no one's situation is perfect from the last person off the bench to the main star on the team to even uh, LeBron to a guy fighting for a spot in the league. No one's situation is perfect. You know what I'm saying? So and no one really cares. You just got to – it's either you get it done or you don't. So that type of thing has really helped me get through things. It's just like I, at the end of the day, you got to be consistent with the work you put in. So when your time is called, then, you know, you're going to show out and you're going to take advantage of the moment. So that's something that really helped. And then, of course, with my brand just keep going worldwide is um, with me constantly tell myself to just keep going each and every day, even when on days I didn't feel like doing things, didn't feel like showing up to sports course to work out, don't feel like doing my routine and stuff like that. Um, those things really, those two things really helped me get through the hard times. So um, it's pretty, that's pretty much it for that. Definitely. That's already getting some good, good clip outs right here. We're, we're <laughs> yeah. today. Um, right away. Yeah, easy. Um, I wanted to ask, so coming from kind of like a high, notable high school, Oak Hill, um, and going to Washington State where it's, you know, I know people in Pullman love love basketball and it's a little bit yeah. um, secluded, if you will. But what was that um, transition like and what was the experience from going from that type of exposure in high school to, to Washington State? Um, it wasn't really all that bad, honestly, because Oak Hill, it's, yeah, it's a big exposure. We play like a national schedule, flying all over the country and stuff. But when I was in Oak Hill, like on campus, it is, bro, it is in the middle of nowhere. I think we had maybe three, two, two to 300 kids at the school. It was so, it was so crazy, bro. It was like my first two weeks, they were terrible. Like, cause I'm a West Coast kid. I'm from California, bro. Like, it's all uh, like sunny and rainbows all the time and stuff like that over there it started snowing and I just bro I for the first two weeks I was homesick like crazy bro but um but when I transitioned and went to Washington State I mean it was the thing about me is like I'm gonna always try to make the best out of any situation and the thing was I was like okay like um, now I'm 18 I've been away from my parents for two years I already know how to do that um, I know how to, the college schedule, I, ha I already kind of got used to that Oak Hill anyway, work out before school, uh, have a class, probably work out during one of the classes or whatever, then go back to class, stuff like that. Like I've already been doing that for two years. So I felt like I was well prepared for the college lifestyle anyway. And, um, and it was cool because I, I had my own dorm room. So I was, man, when I got there, I was lit, bro. <laughs> That's nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I, told, and I asked them, I'm like, yo, if I come, like, can I get my own dorm room? They said, for sure, a thousand percent. And I was like, all right, cool. So, and everything was close. <laughs> I could walk everywhere. So I was, I was chilling for real. <laughs> That's a, that's a luxury that I think a lot of people would take like take for granted, you know. Because yeah, sometimes, yeah. especially like, because we would drive through Pullman when we would head up to Idaho, and like mm -hmm. it could be nasty out there sometimes. So like Ooh, if you if you <laughs> on campus in the in your own dorm room, I'm sure the comfort was was a lot better than 
you know, off campus somewhere where you Yeah, no need for a shower it. caddy out there, huh, Luke? Bro, I had my own, I had a roommate and stuff when I was at Oak Hill for a year, but yeah, to having my own dorm room, I felt like I was like, because like, a lot of the other freshman athletes have roommates, and I was like, I might have been the only one without a roommate, so I was like, I was loving it, man. I was I, it was good. Big man on campus already. That's, yeah, that's, that's good money right, right away. <laughs> yeah, for sure. yeah, had a list of demands going in, like, all right, so I need uh, <laughs> this dorm room. Uh, I, need, yeah. I like that's it, funny. man. Um. <laughs> Ike, and then I want to, like, you know, transition, obviously, college, and we talked about the NBA, G League stuff, and, like, uh, you know, I know you're not going to say anything because you're humble, but you had some, like, really explosive games in the NBA and stuff like that, and, like, really mm-hmm. put yourself in a position to, like, you know, stay on roster and stuff like that. Obviously, we know that didn't happen. Um, your experience with the Nigerian national team, the, um, the year that you guys did beat USA and stuff like that, how yeah. did that all kind of come together? Because uh, I know you've been vocal and I know, you know, you're not the only one, um, but things aren't super organized and things aren't, um, you know, maybe not ran the best way or the way that the players would like. So to sure. be able to get through all that, how how did you, how did all that come together? Like with the team and stuff like that? Man, so when I graduated from Washington State in 2017, um, that's like when a when a player graduates from college, that moment from like leaving school to signing is such a weird moment. Like you really don't know what's going on. Um, you're trying to get to the G League, but the G League doesn't, you get out of school in May, G League doesn't happen until like October, November. So it's just like a lot of time where you're just like, you're just up in the air. People always ask you what's like, what's next? And you're like, man, I have no clue. Like you, you can't talk to agents. And when we were, when I was in college, you couldn't talk to agents in college. So you don't know how to like communicate with your agent sometimes, but, um, but, um, so I, Diagu, he was the ninth pick. And I think the, I want to say, Oh, eight, Oh, nine. It was the Oh, eight, Oh, nine draft. Let's see if, and let's he, see if Tommy's listening. Tommy listening. <laughs> so then he went to, uh, yeah. So he went to Arizona state. So, you know, pack 12 and stuff like that. So he had contacted me. And was like, hey, bro, I'm Ike Diagu. We have this thing called Afro Basket. And I think in August of 2017, like, we, we and it's in, uh, you'll be playing for Nigeria national team. Uh, it's a really big tournament. Tournament, I think it would be really good for you. And I, me, I'm just like, I don't know, Afro Basket, I don't know what that is, bro. Like, I'm like, and it's like, look, yeah, you seem cool and all, but like, I don't know, I don't know you, bro. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, so I was just like, I really don't know. So then I started asking around and some people were like, nah, like it's a good thing. You should do it. So then I called him back. And I was like, all right, bro, like I'm going to do it. So I go in there and, and I'm just playing and I end up playing really well. End up getting a first team all Afro basket. We get to the championship, but end up losing to Tunisia. Um, but that was like a big thing because I was at the time I was like 23 and no one really expected like a 23 year old to to really play as well as I was playing. So then, um, so that's when it started. And I, Diago would always tell me like, look, man, like it starts here for the next four years. Like we got to do this tournament, that tournament, got to do all these different tournaments to get us to the Olympics. And he's like, man, you're going to be, and you're going to like lead the way from the PG spot. And I was like, all right, bro, like I'm with you. We got to put the time in, we got to put the time in. So over the next, from 2017 to 2021, um, we were going to, Actually, at that time, we were thinking the Olympics was going to be in 2020, but then COVID happened, so they pushed it up, pushed it back to a year to 2021. So over that time, we're playing in these tournaments, we're doing good, and we were actually the first team in the whole world, first country in the whole world to qualify for the Olympics. And uh, that's never been done by an African team before, so that was really cool. So then we got put all this work in, and then uh, we get to – we get, it's kind of like we get to the finish line where, all right, we're going to do these, we're going to do these games against USA, against Australia, against Argentina and prepare us to get to the Olympics. And, um, and then that USA game, man, we had that, they announced that in 2019. So I think I had that circled on my calendar for like two years, bro. So then going into that game, bro, that, that day was so crazy. 
So, um, so we wake up and we go down. We're in Vegas. We wake up from our hotel room, go down to to a meeting, and we're going over to scout. And this was like this shit was so funny, bro. So they have uh, their starting five, and I remember looking at I remember looking at the starting five, and I'm like, this is probably the most talented team I'm ever gonna play against in my life. It was Damian Lillard at the one, Bradley Beal at the two, Jason Tatum at the four, uh, KD at the five. Uh, wait, no, Beal at the no, Dame at the one, Beal at the two, Tatum at the three, KD at the four, and then Bam at a body at the five. And they're like, all right, guys, this is Damian Lillard. Um, and they just started man saying like his strengths and weaknesses, and I'm just like, bro, like. I watch this dude highlights every day, bro. You don't got to tell me straight to weaknesses, you know what I'm saying? So they just went down the line. I'm just like, this is hilarious, bro. Like, we, I feel like, I feel like, bro, we really don't need to say much because I really know how every guy on this team plays already. But it is what it is. So went through the scout and stuff. And then we get to the arena and uh, everyone's warming up. I think I was in the first group that warmed up. And then I get on the court and I see KD on the other side. And I'm seeing him warm up, and I see and I see him miss. And then once I saw saw him miss, it kind of clicked for me. I was like, oh, he missed just like everyone else. So then we get through the warm up, and then um, I get back to the locker room, and I'm looking around it. I'm seeing everyone's demeanor, and everyone's like really calm and just like just shoulder shrug like it's another game. So I was like, okay, like I like I like what I'm seeing on my teammates right now because that's that's something I do before every game. I kind of look at my teammates and see how they're feeling. So then, um, so then the game goes on. We start off real hot. Gabe went crazy in the first quarter. He did his thing, and then um, I, I didn't even get in in the first quarter. I, I did. I got in the second quarter. Pretty sure I hit a three, and then uh, second quarter. It's like not second quarter. Second half is getting close. I hit another three. Um, like with a few minutes left in the fourth, and then when I hit that three, KD came down. And he hit a three. And then we come down, ball goes out of bounds on the baseline. We run a play. I end up getting the ball, hit another three, and then KD came down after that, and he hit another three. So then in my head, I'm like, damn, I just went bucket for bucket with KD. This is pretty cool, bro. So, <laughs> <laughs> so then, uh, so then, um, so then the game goes on, and the thing is, like, when KD got hot, it was legit, like maybe like a minute and a half left in the game. If there was more time on the clock, because it was a close game, I think we ended up winning by like five or six or something like that. If there was more time on the clock, it could have got real scary for us. And I'm not even gonna lie. So then, um, but then yeah, we ended up winning, and then we got back to the locker room, and I think people expected us to like be like popping champagne bottles and stuff like that. But everyone was like shrugging their shoulders, like, "Hey, bro, good game! Like, we really did that. Cool. On to the next one. Like, everyone, no one was really tripping." And acting too crazy, so um, so that was really good to see. And then we went and played. Uh, the next day we played Argentina, and we had smoke for them because we lost to them in the 2019 World Cup. Um, that it's uh basically what's going on right now overseas. I know the NBA's been posting about it and stuff like that. And yeah, so we uh, we lost to them in the World Cup in 2019. So we had smoke for them, beat them like by a good amount. Might have been like 18 or 20 points. And then um, and then we played Australia the third day, and guys were kind of burnt out by then. But then we got waxed by them by, like, I think 20. But um, that experience was pretty cool because, one, got to beat up – of course, we got to beat USA. And then, two, we got to get payback on Argentina. And then, um, and then it was just – but for that – but when we beat Team USA, we didn't – we beat them on, like, a Friday – and we didn't play again till I think Sunday. But when we beat them, it was all anyone was talking about for 48 hours. Cause there was no, there was no hoops, no other sports going on. Like NBA was done, football was done. Um, I don't think anything with soccer was going on. So it was all people could talk about for the next 48 hours. We were trending on Twitter, everyone's followers were going through the roof. Um, Stephen A. Smith started talking about us on first take, and uh, it was just pretty cool, honestly, to be part of that moment. And then Woj had said something about like our win was like the biggest win in international history or something like that. So that was pretty dope to be a part of that. And then um, 
But I just remember my confidence after that. I told myself, like, if I ever, like, miss a shot or I'm down my shooting ability ever again in my life, I just remind myself, bro, I just went shot for shot with KD, so I'm straight. Man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's the greatest confidence booster in the world right there. Exactly, bro, exactly. So, um, so yeah, that was cool. And then, uh, but in that game, like, we had a lot of guys in the league that were Nigerian pull up to be on the team that, like I said, you do you got to do a lot of work to get to the Olympics, and some of those guys – some guys did more work than others to get there, you know what I'm saying? So uh when it was time for make the to make the final roster, I was left off of it and I was pretty hurt off of that. I I'm not even gonna lie to you. So then um so then once that happened, that's when I kind of I went into kind of a space to where it was like, okay. do I really wanna keep hooping and keep fighting these politics? Cause it's like I know I'm nice and people know I'm nice, but the right people in these powerful positions keep down my game and it was really getting frustrated for me at the time so then that's when I kind of that's when I really created uh just keep going worldwide and really started pushing out JKG and helping out everyone everyone I could help and really pushing a culture to where it's like if you just keep going you're going to eventually get to where you want to get to so then I and then so that's the thing I took away from getting cut from Nigerian national team which was cool because it it basically birthed this brand and now it's like it's doing really well for me so then um but yeah like I said there's a lot of things when it comes to playing for Nigeria that uh a lot of things that come with it that shouldn't like like the team that went to the Olympics so we had training camp in Oakland and that year the Olympics were in Japan so you would normally fly from Japan straight to Tokyo just fly uh fly west but the Federation of Nigeria had these guys fly from Japan all the way to Germany, then Germany all the way to Japan. And that was like a that was like a legit 25 hour uh, trip. And then it was so bad that they ended up being late for the opening ceremonies. And it was just like they got to the airport and the opening ceremony started in like an hour and they had their outfits and it was no no one's outfit was sized correctly. And it was just, it was just bad, bad news bears, bro. Like, cause you just, there's a certain way things to be ran, like with professionalism and, and just like, like the, we're not like, we're not like little kids, but we're professional athletes and we're, we're putting our bodies and time on the line for our country. Like we at least want to be taken care of, you know, we're not, I don't, I don't, I don't ever feel like that's too much to ask, but um, it is what it is with that. So uh, they asked me to play on the team since then, but I've kind of declined all the all the invitations, really. But um, but yeah, I just I just want things, I just want things to be ran correctly, bro. That's 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 all it is. Not not over the top, not to stay in like five star hotels every time, but just I want guys to be taken care of, and that's I don't I don't feel like that's too much to ask for. No, I I think that's totally fair, and I think um. You know, the other tough thing is, is that like you, the hardest part, I feel like you can tell me if I'm wrong, is like the powers that be or the powers that make those decisions. Like, there's just no way to like, you have no leverage in that as a player. Right. It's like, yeah, because it's it's deeper than sports. It's like, it's a whole country, like the government, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Like, exactly. Trying to change a culture. And it's like, and people, people have contacted me on, hit me on Twitter, like, nah, bro, like, just play for your country. I'm like, bro, like, it's deeper than that. Can Nigeria got to get right in itself before you start worrying about basketball? You know, like, this isn't the only sport that they do it to, too. Like, like uh, the women's team, the women's basketball team, the um, the soccer team, the men's national soccer team, like, they got problems as well. So it's like, I just want, I just want things to be done correctly. But until then, that's I won't be a part of that. So um, and just focus on myself and focus on my brand, and um, that's pretty yeah, that's pretty much what I what I'm on now. I do have one more question on that, Ike, and then we can move on. Do you, what is the one if you did have the power to change things? What would be the one thing? Obviously, you just said have the players being taken care of, um, mm -hmm. but like, what's one thing that you would change like right away if you were able to like make that have that control? Man, first thing, it's so it's so many things. <laughs> yes. Uh, no, 
Seriously, there's so many things, but if I had to pick one, man, I would, I would say I, the the per diem, the per diem is crazy, bro. Like, like man, like I don't want to. It comes to a point where it's like I feel like I'm just so negative, but it's like I'm telling the truth at the same time. You know what I'm saying? So it's like I'm not even really being negative. I'm just telling the truth. Like the per diem is is crazy, bro. Like, like uh, so. So you see, my younger brother, he just got done playing for Nigeria, played extremely well, killed it in the two games. He played for them in two games, had 50 points, 10 assists um, total. And he was there for 14 days. And he was under the impression that they would give him at least $100 a day. So, you know, that's 1400 But they said they only played for – they're only playing for six days. So – you only get paid for those six days and we're only going to give you $50 a day. So it's like, bro, if you tell me you're going to give me a certain amount, a certain amount, that's what I'm owed. You know what I'm saying? Like that's exact number. I don't want a penny more, a penny less. Cause that's what I'm, that's what I'm expecting. But for you to be like, are right, we going to cut the days in half and then cut the money in half too? It's like, come on, bro. That's nasty business. You know, that doesn't, that's not fair. It doesn't make sense to do that stuff. And, and it's just, it's just at the end of the day, it's just not right. So, um, so because God put like I said, God putting their their careers on the line every time they step on that court, and for you, for God, for um the Feder Nigerian Federation and the powers that be to do that, it's just like all right, we just we just go over here and do something else then. Definitely. Yeah, so for sure. I was gonna say very too. Valid. That's very valid. Yeah, I was gonna say too with like. You saying like oh, it sounds like I'm being negative and everything, but like it also takes a lot to be the one to speak up and say something about it, you know? Like, yeah, for sure. Because this is, it's been going on for a while, bro. It's been going on for a while, and um, I was even talking to a lot of um, a lot of my friends that played for the team, and I really feel that when I started playing for, like, I'm not trying to take away from anyone that's played for the team before me in any type of way, but I really feel that when I started playing for the team in 2017. Uh, like a new generation of hoopers started seeing it and like, so I'm like, oh, like this is pretty cool, bro. Like I'm trying to pay for Nigeria, but they didn't know all that went into it. Like they just see like the pictures and yeah, Nigeria across my chest and you know, like, and I, and, I, and I, I'm sure we all know someone that's Nigerian. Like the Nigerian population is, is crazy all over the world, bro. So, um, for, and you see the notoriety that comes with it, but you don't see the stuff that we don't tell you about. So, I have no problem being the one to speak up and say something because, like, what what are these guys gonna do? They can't they can't do nothing for me and they can't do nothing against me anyway. You know what I'm saying? So, um, so yeah. So I'll and if anyone asks, I'm an open book. I'll let you know the ins and outs of how everything went. You know, so it is what it is. No, that's important. I think. Um, I wanted to ask you so more on uh, your professional career overseas and everything. So you talked about kind of the different countries that you've been to. And, you know, for, for those who don't know, that's I'm assuming it's a bunch of different leagues and, you know, playing in a bunch of different places. Um, yeah. I kind of just want you to expand on your experiences because I feel like um, you know, I have uh, people going through the same experiences right now and stuff. And I think it's something that a lot of people don't really understand, like the ins and outs of it and, and how life is really like being a, a basketball player overseas. Um, so I kind of just wanted you to expand on that and talk about that a little bit. Yeah, man, it's uh, it's different, bro. Like my first year overseas was 2018, 19. And I just, I was just so against it, bro. Like I was not, I was like, bro, why am I here? I'm not trying to be here right now. I was in Germany. I was in a small town in Yenna in Germany uh after like the first few weeks it was just gray the whole time and um it was just I was just not receptive to it you know what I'm saying and my coach at the time wasn't the greatest um it was the system he had us doing was kind of weird um and and at the time my I couldn't I could shoot but I really wasn't like consistent but I've always my whole life I've always been a shot maker Cause I knew at the end of the time, you need someone to make a shot, like, I can do it. But it just wasn't as consistent as I would have liked. And my coach at the time, <laughs> shit was all this shit. It's always so funny when I think about it. He told me like, no matter what, like, 
only one three a game, no matter if it goes in or I miss. Like, I only get one. Crazy shit. Like, because yeah, coaches see me, and yes, I can get to the basket, but it's like, bro, like, I can do other things too, you know what I'm saying? And then when, when you hear that as a player, it's like you get the opportunity to shoot, and it's just like, do I really want to shoot? Uh, uh, fuck, I better make it. I better not miss type of thing, you know? So then, um, so then, yeah, that 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 six months I was there was not it. But the thing was, like, um, we just had the team we had was just a weird setup. So we just and I just ended up parting ways with the team. The GM loved me, and the fans really liked me a lot too. So they ended up paying me out my whole contract, which was really nice. And then I signed uh, in February. 20 no late January 2019 I signed up playing Lithuania and then from I was there from January to May I think and I was in the Kabbalist Lithuania and basketball wise we had a really good team and the coach was really good he was from Serbia but most Serbian coaches like they yell a lot but he was like like let us play we had like easy sets nothing too crazy we just got to go out there and just hoop and I really like that but off the court, there's really there was bro, there was nothing to do, man. There was really nothing to do out there. So uh, I ended up playing really well, I think. Um, and you know the crazy thing about Germany? Now I think about it, like, so we had in Germany, you can only play six foreigners. For some reason, the team has signed seven. And so that means one guy has to sit out each game. And we had a guy get hurt in preseason and he was out for two months. When he came back. We had too many foreigners. And at the time, I was averaging uh, like 11 points in like 13 minutes, bro. It was something crazy. And but I was like the, one of the youngest on the team. And the coach told me, he was like, I right, like, since you're the youngest on the team, you're not going to, you're not going to play. You're going to be the one that sits out. So I was just like, like, bro, what is going on? You know what I'm saying? My agent didn't know what was going on. Um, and for guys, people that I don't know, most, if you have an American agent, uh, usually connect you with like a German agent or agent in that country so you can like have something someone to talk to and stuff and I had one of those at the time and he didn't even understand why the coach was doing what he was doing so then um so then yeah so I went left there with Lithuania played good there and then when I came back in the summer I told my agent like look I need to because I had a good year in the G League my first year I was like bro I need to get back to the G so then um I had my rights traded Wait, what was the question again, bro? I just wanted you to kind of talk about it. You're, you're oh, good. Yeah. Well, okay, yeah, so, yeah, my fault. So, <laughs> but then the lifestyle, well, the lifestyle overseas can get kind of crazy because, like, one, time change. If you're from the West Coast and you're playing overseas, the time change is nasty, bro. It's like, I think, like, right now I'm, like, nine hours ahead of y'all. And I know you guys just woke up, and I appreciate y'all for that. But if you're in, like, New York, I'm only I'm only like six hours ahead of y'all, and that's an easy flight. That's like an easy like I think four five hour flight. Like when I'm flying from Cali to like Spain, I think it was like I think it was like thirteen or fourteen and stuff like that. Something like. And but if you if you live on the East Coast, it's light for you, you know. But um, the lifestyle can get kind of can kind of tough if you're not in a place where you don't see much sun, or there's really not a lot going on. You got to find things outside to do like um like other stuff because like yeah like basketball is one thing but you got to have a life outside of basketball bro sure. but some of these teams um kind of don't understand that like they might have you practicing two times a day and have you practicing and it's not like first first practice is like a uh like a walkthrough easy light practice you might actually like practice practice hard from 10 to 12 and then have to pull back up at practice and practice hard again from five to seven. So like you can't even if you if you have a if you have a city of a city that's pretty decent, like an hour and a half, two hours away, you can't even go there because you you're you're tired from practice. You just you come home, you just want to sleep, and then you gotta get up and do the next thing the next day, bro. So um it could get kind of exhausting your first year, your first few years because um because sometimes, man, a lot of teams, they don't really care about your resume. Bro. Like, you got to prove it in Europe. Because the games, are, basketball is so differently played. And 
in uh in the states than it is in Europe, bro. Like pick and roll coverages are different. The way they space the floor is different. Um, they don't have three seconds in the key like the NBA does. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of teams play a lot slower. Um, and there's there's really not much one on one like there is in the NBA. You know, like if you if you score, I remember when I was in Israel, we were going through film and uh, we were going over another team and the coach was like, okay, guys, this guy right here, he's a big time scorer. He does this, he does that, he does this. It gets to the end of the clip, they show us stats, he's averaging eight points a game. And he's considered a big time scorer. And then, but the thing is, that's like eight points is decent for overseas because if you score, like this last season in Italy, I averaged 16 points a game, and that's like a lot, bro. Like, I'm not trying to toot my own horn, but 16 overseas is a lot. Um, and uh, go ahead, brag all you want, man. That's all right, <laughs> but um, but yeah, if you average like 12 points, bro, you're like, you're you're killing, bro. So, but like, I'm not, I'll never forget this. Like, I was in Lithuania averaging, I think, like 14, 15 points. And my one of my friends from back home was like, hey, yo, Ike, how the season going? What's, what are your numbers looking like? I was like, my numbers are cool. I think right now I'm having like, like 14 and four. He was like, 14 and four? I was like, oh, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I got to explain some of the differences. I'm not even trying to do that, bro. Like, it's like, it is what it is. People in the States really don't understand how how different things are over here. But, um, but it, like I say, bro, like, it is what it is. You just got to deal with it. You just gotta deal with it. Ike, how is the how is the where you're at right now? I know you, uh, for people that don't know, you're in the ACB, which is obviously considered the 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 best league mm-hmm. um, outside of the NBA, and pretty much some of the best players in the NBA came from from the ACB. So, how's your experience there so far? What how's the city there? How's Spain? All that. Man, it's it's lit, bro. I'm not even gonna lie to you. I got a cool apartment, bro. I got a three bedroom apartment, nice little balcony. I come out and eat breakfast on. It's sunny out here, bro. I I got I really got no complaints. Uh, Marcus Saul is like he played on the team last year, and but now he's uh like a part time owner. I'm pretty sure, and uh he makes sure like we just get taken care of. Like as soon as I got here, um, I soon well actually before when they were recruiting me to come here, I had to talk with the GM Zoom call. He had told me was like, uh, he was like, Ike, what was your schedule like in Italy when you were there? I was like, we practiced like two times a week. Uh, we practiced two times a day, um, maybe like three, four times a a, uh, a week, and you know, game days only one thing like thing like that. He's like, okay, Ike, over here, only gonna practice one one time a day. We really believe that you guys need to have a life outside of basketball. And I was like, whoa. That was like a that was like a shock to me. <laughs> I've, never, I've never in my life heard that, especially from uh, a GM overseas. So then um, he was like, and then I got here. He's giving me a tour of the arena, and he's like, "Look, uh, like we have practice at ten. You get here, we have practice at ten. They they have breakfast for us. Um, after 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 practice, they have lunch for us. Um, he's just telling me like to make sure that." The only thing, the only problem I should ever have is basketball. Like anything else, like the team will take care of. And that was just like uh like a breath of fresh air. So like, so yeah, bro, it's been it's been good, man. It's been real good. I've been here for I think a little over a little over two weeks. And um things have been good. The weather out here is nice, it's similar to California. So yeah, bro, I got I got no complaints. And our coach is cool. He wants us to play extremely fast and he's ex- he's extremely detailed, which I appreciate. Cause there's no, when you're not detailed, there's room for interpretation. And I hate when there is like room for interpretation. Like we should, everyone should know what their roles are, what they got to do in this situation, that situation. And he's uh, extremely detailed with that. So, um, so yeah, bro, it's been, it's been smooth. Um, Super dope. That's dope. So, I so think obviously, go ahead, Tom. Sorry. I was gonna say, obviously it sounds like you're in a, a great spot right now. I yeah. was curious before you landed in Spain, like talking about that life outside of basketball, what's been, cause it sounds like you've been all over the place. Like what's been your favorite city you've just been able to live in or even favorite place? City? Oh man. My favorite city is probably Treviso, Italy, but it was, cause Italy is a beautiful country. The food, amazing bro. Like best food in the world, honestly. Yeah, you could legit like be blindfolded, walk into a restaurant, you're gonna get good food, bro. Like. 
It's that's that's how it is in Italy. But um, Treviso, it was nice and clean. It wasn't like the biggest city, but it, like I said, it was nice and clean and, and stuff like that. Um, before, but before this place, like I knew immediately once I got here, this was gonna be like the best city, bro. Yeah. Like, like I'm an hour away from Barcelona, and that's like, and Barcelona is legit like one of the best cities in the world. So, um, but before this, yeah, Italy, Treviso, Italy was uh sure. was the best city. But yeah, but now it's for sure here. Yeah, sounds like it. <laughs> um. So kind of and trying to tie everything together, right? And then we can kind of move to the other stuff we want to talk about. Um, I obviously, you know, we talk about the walk-on mentality and things like that. And and I think being resilient and your brand that you're kind of blowing up right now, just keep going. Obviously, that has yeah. allowed you to get to um, where you're at now, right? Where like this last, the, the city you're in now is the best place you've been and if you wouldn't have been through all the stuff that you've been through, you may not have made it there. And so um, what is, as far as your brand and you can talk about it and take it wherever you want, but you know, what sparks you to start the brand? What's the ethos behind the brand and all that stuff for the people that don't know? Yeah. So uh, for everyone that doesn't know, I have an older cousin named Chinda Mez. He, um, man, this dude does everything. He, uh, Professional soccer player. And the thing about Chinnam, he's just extremely consistent. And for the past, I think, 305 weeks, something like that, he's been making a, a beat a week. He taught himself how to make beats. And, like, you really could see the growth over the however many years that is. You know what I'm saying? And he would always get on me. Because Chinnam, I think, is about – two and a half, maybe three years older than me, he would always get on me and say, like, bro, like, people, like, people like you, bro. People rock with you. Like, you need to be selling, like, you need to do something with your name. And I'm just like, all right, bro, like, here we go again. He's going to tell me, like, make some shirts, da da da, da. So then um, when I got to Israel, I was like, you know what? Like, I'm going to just, uh, no, actually, when I got cut from the U.S., uh, from the Nigerian national team, and I started just keep going, I was like, all right, like, this is it. I'm really about to go full throttle with this. And I made my own Nigerian national team jersey. And then I kind of started really seeing how much fun I was having with it and how many people started gravitating towards it, you know? So, like, just keep going with something, man. I've been saying to myself for so long. And I remember when I was in D.C. on the, in the G League, uh, cause I went to Washington state and DeJounte Murray, he went to Washington and I played against him as freshman and then he got drafted. And then when I was in DC, they were played the Spurs. So like we knew each other from the times we played each other and stuff like that. So, um, he's always been a cool dude. So then I seen him in the tunnel and he was like, yo, bro, what's good? How you doing? I was like, oh, bro, I'm straight. Good to see you. Uh, you did your thing tonight. He's like, yeah, bro, appreciate it. Like, what you what you want now? I was like, oh, bro, I'm in the G with DC. He was like, oh, for sure, just keep going, bro. Keep doing your thing. But by that time, I've already been saying this to myself, you know. So I was like, damn, I was I was dope that he said that because I'm because like when you see a guy you played against in the league and you play good against him, it's like, yeah, like I could do this, I could do the same thing, you know. And he and it's like inspiration. Basically, it's like my inspiration is telling me the same thing I'm telling myself. So then, um, so I knew like. Like some, I have something here, you know, and then COVID happened. And then I ended up going to Cabo with some of the homies. And one of the dudes I was there was uh, C. Wood. And this was right when C. Wood had just, uh, he just got on with Detroit and was killing. He was going crazy. So then he was in Cabo and I had heard a story about when he was in China, he got cut. And then he was like kind of in limbo and didn't know what was going to happen. And then he kind of turned his career around. So then we're chilling one day and I was like, hey, yo, see what, like, what was you telling yourself when you're going through everything? Like, what got you through? He's like, man, I just told myself, just keep going, bro. Like, can't stop now. So then I was like, boom, that was another one. So then, um, so then I, I kept telling myself this more and more each day. I started posting more about it. And then, um, and then basically like the ethos of that, like, 
it's just like, bro, like, wherever you're at, whatever you're trying to do, it could be y'all with y'all podcast. It could be a lawyer, doctor, engineer, uh, some, anybody with any type of goal. Like, there's going to be hard times. And through those hard times, you want to end up getting to your goal. So the only thing you can do at that point is just keep going, bro. Like, JKG all the time, bro. Like, so even through the good times and the bad times, because it shit, it shit doesn't stop. Like, you had a good day. Like, you had a fire workout. You thought you was, you thought you was like, like killing all that stuff. Okay, that's cool, bro. Just keep going. Like you gotta do the same thing tomorrow. You had a bad day, just keep going. You got you gotta show up tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? So that's really what I've been telling myself, and that's the message behind the brand and seeing and it's every day people start to gravitate towards it, you know, like because it's like for me, like it's not even about like if people care or not, because it's just like I was. Like if people like the brand, cool. If people don't like the brand, whatever. Like I'm still gonna do. I'm still gonna rep it and say JKG all the time. But the fact that people love the message of the brand and 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 love wearing the chains and love buying the merch, um, it's just it's it's uh it's really dope to me because it's like it comes from like it just came from my heart and came from my mind. And then for me to put it out in the world and to gravitate to other people, um, it's just pretty dope. Definitely. I think it's super dope. Yeah. I, I think that's, that's probably what, yeah. That, you know, we kind of harp on and, you know, yeah. I think that's kind of what Jared was, you know, going for there. Yeah. I mean, I think that's why people gravitate towards it because it is from the heart and because everybody goes through stuff right. and, and right. you like, you know, there's one, there's not one path for everybody, but the path is the same. If you look at yeah. it, like, no matter what, whichever way, left, right, up, down, like, there you go be on a path one way (laughs) you're gonna be on a path and you're gonna trip you're gonna fall you're gonna scrape your knee but you're gonna have to get up and you're gonna have to keep walking bro you know like and the thing is the thing i really like about it is like bro you don't gotta sprint you know what i'm saying like you could you all damn near if you want to bro but you just gotta continue to move forward you know so that's that's pretty much it nice it's real when when is the next drop i for all the people out there. And for all the people wondering, so uh, me, and my, <laughs> me and my boy Maurice Jordan, I brought him onto the brand in... Uh, oh, MJ Productions? MJ Productions, bro. So I He's a wedding Maurice. photographer now, I think. Shit. For the shit we about to come out, you're going to be like, yo, this is crazy. So uh, yeah, me and Bo, I brought him on to JKG back in May. And since then, the, like the pace of the brand is getting crazy. Like we have so much stuff coming out. We got a render drop we're working on right now. But uh we got these we got these hats coming out that are gonna be super fire for the people. Um and it's gonna be great quality at a reasonable price for everyone to cop. So uh that's all I'm gonna say about that. But everyone that's listening, follow me on follow the just keep going worldwide on Instagram and be like I be be underscore like I can uh, turn no, post notifications on because when that shit drops, it's gonna be up and then it could be gone very, very fast. So you gotta get it while you can. <laughs> there we go. That's dope. That's lo- that's love, man. You know. And what a perfect segue, man! What a perfect segue. Yeah, um, into, let's get straight to it, man. Into the starting five, Jared. I like the way you set that up. Um, we have starting five clothing brands today. Starting five clothing brands. Sure. You know, we we felt like it was perfect uh, for Ike and. Uh, you know, uh, I usually let the guests go first. Uh, I don't know if you if you want um, to rock first. If if someone else wants to go first, I know I know Jared's been uh, you know chomping at the bit for this one because you know he <laughs> thinks he's got that he's got swag and style like that. But uh, it's up to you that, if you want to go first. No, oh, well, I, I didn't say anything. Um, but I go, yeah. I go you, first. You should you, you should yeah. see the swag that's about to walk up here right now. Like <laughs> hey, there you go. DC, say uh, hi. Can you tell Ike what you told me? I found my purse. Okay. But do you like it? Yeah. I like it. You got to say it like I like it. She likes your necklace. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you so much. You know, CC, cert- CC certified. Hey, I got, I got, I got. That's how you know. That's how you know it's fine. Sure. Thank you. Yeah. I said thank you. That's so nice. Thank you. Uh, but my top five clothing brands. Um, starting five, I starting five. My starting five clothing brands. 
Number one, of course, late bloom, late bloomer by UC Rebel, my younger brother. I think uh, where he's going with that is going to be very special. So number one, for sure, late bloomer. Number two, honor the gift by Russell Westbrook. I uh, love his brand and uh, the message behind that and just how, uh, and the thing about these brands is like a lot of people have brands, but a lot of, just, a lot of people aren't consistent. And seeing how consistent Russell Westbrook is with Honor the Gift is really, truly, like, inspiring because, like, he be having everyone in his stuff, like, the whole NBA. And, like, his stuff is, like, quality as well. Um, after that, uh, brand scene, uh, they're pretty cool. They have a lot of NBA guys in their stuff, too. They come up with, like, the best, like, graphic tees, I would say. And they're really, like, quick. Like, as soon as something happens, he's, like, making a graphic tee. Boom. And then... um. My fourth one would be my boy Obi Omegano. He's actually plays playing in the ACB. His brand is one by one. Um, his his brand is really tough. And to see someone, he also played with me on the national team. So to see someone I know run a brand um, the way he does is is inspiring as well. And my fifth one would be Fear of God. I think Jerry Renzo does with Fear of God is pretty dope. Um and how he does his drops and how calculated he is is pretty far. So yeah, that'll be my top five for sure. It's a good lineup. It's a good lineup. I like that. I feel like I feel like his is gonna be a lot more like personal than than some of ours. I don't know. I might be wrong. Jared and Tommy, he might he, he might be calling me. Out. Yeah, I might. Yeah. You know, this, you know, this isn't my avenue, gentlemen. I was gonna say he, he you know he's in the industry. He knows his he knows his stuff. I got but, the uh, ki on right now though. Come on. That's right. Hey, there you go. That's there fire. That's fire. I got Tom, it. You I got wanna, Tom, you want you want to you you take it and run with it right now? Do you want me to go? I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah Tom, we want to we want to know what you, we want to know my what's week, uh, in the my closet. Guest list. I'm not winning this week. That's for sure. You um, never know. <laughs> all right, man. At the one. At the one. What would my list be without my own brand? Give me Tommy Hilfiger at the one. I need Tommy Hilfiger at the one. That's 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 just true for what I do. All right, at the two, I don't know. I don't know if this is your guys' alley. Maybe it is. Maybe it's not. But I I find myself getting a lot of t-shirts from here. They got easy. They got good plain tees. They got good shorts, good jeans. Give me H and M. I think they're just doing the right thing. H and M. You get some, you get some quality stuff from H and M for sure. Get some quality stuff from H and M. That's where you step out um, on a little H and M fit. $100 goes a lot of way in H&M, bro. It goes a long way. See, yeah. yeah. I, I get it. I they get need it. you to write their script right there. $100 <laughs> goes a lot of $100 go a long way in H&M, bro. When I was in Germany, they had an H&M legit like five minutes from my crib, bro. I was in there almost every other day buying stuff. It was crazy. It, yeah, H&M is nice. H&M, they, they understand it. Uh, at the three, when we originally... When we originally originally cooked up that we were gonna do clothing brands, I was like, "Look, fellas, this is low key all I wear." I sent the fellas a picture of my full fit. I had straight Adidas on. Give me Adidas at the three. I'm always rocking Adidas. They got good shorts, everything. Good quarter zips. I know Luke's a quarter zip guy. Um, give me Adidas at the three. At the four, uh, I'm a plain white tee guy. All right, and where would I be without a Kirkland signature? Give me, that's, give me a Kirky sig. Give me Kirkland. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. my four. That's my four. And then uh, at the five, at the five, we'll get a little nicer here. I've got I've got a couple of these. This is real quarter zip work right here. Give me Patagonia at the five. That's a good one. Wow. I like that, Tom. Good, really good diversity one. in there. Well, that's that's a that's a Pocatello pick. <laughs> Needed the Patagonia oh, to, yeah, stay, was, to stay warm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Definitely yeah. don't need that in El Dorado Hills, but no, yeah. no, no, no. Pocatello you need it in the for cold sure. weather though. Sure. I like it. I like that, man. You you did a lot better than kind of what you hyped yourself up to be, so I liked it. Yeah, bro, I appreciate that. For you. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. All right, Jay, you want me to go or are you? You can rock, and I can go last. Okay. So, I know we're not gonna have the same. I know where you're going here. Yeah. So so I'm my point guard. Uh, you know my 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 point guard brand. You know, is proven to to do a lot for a lot of people. Um, you know, they're versatile. Uh, you know, I sport this brand a lot. Uh, link in the bio for 10% off. Give me Roback <laughs> at my point guard. Um, oh, shout out to Roback, you know, like I said, link uh, in the bio 10% off. Um, my shooting guard, uh, this is a, a brand that is someone else's brand as well. And 
I have a few of their pieces and, and it's become some of my favorite clothing that I have. Um, give me Midnight Organic by Larry June. Um, hey, I think, I think his brand is, fire, bro. yeah, I, I really like what he's doing. And I like that it's, it's a, you know, he keeps his message that he does in his music, but you can, you can rock the brand and not be a Larry June fan. And it would still make sense. So I really like that. Um, at the three, this is a, this is a brand that I've kind of, uh, you know, gained some affinity with recently. Um, I have a few more of their pieces. Uh, give me New Balance. Shout out to Kawhi. Shout out to Jack. Wow. Hall. Give me New Balance. My 50, at the my three. 50s go crazy. Yeah, man. I man, I got a couple pairs of New Balances, a few shirts now. Yeah, you know, I, I'm really sure. liking what New Balance is doing. Um, yeah, at the four, this was this was the brand you know kept me warm when I was out there in Flagstaff. Um, it's a real sturdy brand. I got North Face at the four. Um, I think North Face is a quality brand. Uh, they do a lot of things well. And at the five, Jared, you knew this one was coming. You knew this one was coming. Uh, this is this is my personal branding that, you know, everyone knows this is what I rock with. First team, all cozy, undisputed. Give me Ugg. Give me Ugg at the five. Um, oh, facts. I have some yeah. Uggs in college. Yeah. Do you oh, wear their clothes, though? That's my question. Yeah, you got yeah, the yeah. slippers. I, I would. I mean, look, I'm, I've been a avid Ugg supporter. Um, you have, and, and you have. A lot of true. people can vouch for me in that. In I that know. Way, I'm, so. I'm vouching right now. That yeah. yeah, I don't. So do I, you never wear slides? I don't see you wearing in slides ever. It's always Uggs. It's just not the same experience, man. When you put your feet in the Uggs. I told you, hey, Ike's the one that put Ufos, baby. Bro. Ufos, man. Those Ufos. are some real slides. Bro, I can never go back. Like I, like I want to get Crocs, the new Crocs with the little wavy pattern. Those look so tough to me, but I just know they just wouldn't be as comfortable as Ufos. And once you put your foot in Ufos, you never can't wear anything else, bro. Yeah, you like, can't even go when back. I wear, like, yeah, even when I wear, like, when I go out and I wear, like, normal shoes, like some Nike Dunks or whatever, it's like, I've only worn them for so long before my feet start to hurt and I need to put my Ufos back on, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Ufos, they, they need to make more, like, stylish stuff because then if, once they get into that lane, it's over, bro, because... <laughs> Crazy, bro. Everyone should have it. Yeah, you've been practicing your marketing, bro. I feel like these brands, but this is crazy. He's like, he's like, I wear my dunks for two hours, can't feel my feet. I gotta go home and throw my ufos. Bro, they need to, they need to tap in for me for sure, because. I'll, I'll be putting a lot of people on, like, uh, like you got them. I think Sean was uh, Sean had uh, tried them on right before I left. Um, most of my boy, Zach Chappelle has a pair. Like, yeah, my father-in-law started wearing them and I like wore his one day. I'm like, oh, this is, I'm never going back. Why do I have yeah, Nike man. slides? No, for sure. People got to tap in for sure. Yeah, I got to get these is what I'm hearing. Oh my gosh. They either have like, I wear the, th the thong sandal ones, but like they have the regular slides. And well, the like, regular slide ones are perfect. They look. Yeah. yeah. So, all right, man, it's that time. That time, uh, okay. we now know it's coming, man. We already know yeah. it's coming, man. <laughs> so for my PG, um, you know my favorite PG. Uh, shout out my man West Rap, man. He has Lost Souls. That's my point guard. He's got all kinds, super diverse. Uh, dude out of Arizona. Uh, he's doing it right with his brand. So give me Lost Souls at the point guard. That, that's yeah. my PG right there. Uh, shooting guard. I just got to go with somebody that makes shots, man. Bucket getter. Um, every time I walk in the store, I'm walking out with something. And, it, yeah, <laughs> Luke's shaking his head, and he knows. But, like, it's a guarantee. Like, give me Lulu, man. They call oh me the Lulu gosh. God for a reason. Oh, you call yourself the Lulu God. They, they. I don't know who they is. I, it's I, a very no abstract they. But I am the Lulu God. Are you the Lulu guy? No, the God. Like, Lulu God. G-O-D. Lowercase G. I'm Halloween. That's funny. Oh, All right, God. okay. All right, let's get back on track. All right, now, small forward. I need someone with some diversity, maybe someone with a little bit more class. So I'm going to go a little higher echelon brand, something I don't have a lot of, but when I buy it, it's really going to serve its utility. So give me Burberry. Burberry mm. at the small forward. Pockets waters yeah. back at yeah. it again. Yeah, you see me? Yeah, well, you know, if I have a golf simulator, I should be able to afford some yeah, Burberry. Exactly. That's all I'm saying. That's true. It's very true. <laughs> okay. Um, I, it's crazy in here right now. 
Um, <laughs> at my power forward, I would be remiss if I didn't have this brand in my list. You know, they they served me for a long time in my life, and I feel like I can't leave them off. So give me Nike to power forward. Real yeah. athletic four. He's going to keep, sure. you know, block shots, get dunks, get out there, play defense. Like, and if I need to dress it up a little bit, I'm going to dress it up. Yeah. Now at the center. Yeah. Just like that <laughs> at the center. Okay. This is a brand that I just got into as of the last couple of years. <laughs> yep. Yep. There we go. Like this brand I got into last couple of years. Do some editing on that one, Luke. Uh, I can get it gets me ni- a nice button up. I'll go in, they'll get all my sizes right, and then I can go online and pick what I want. But really, where they really sold it for me was their golf attire. And I'm mm. all about good golf attire these days. So give me Bonobos. Bonobos mm. for all your golf and dress needs. Yeah. Bonobos. They send it right to your house. You don't buy anything in the store. It's it's money. Fire. Yeah. Fire, fire. That's what's up. All Walk right. on, big Jerry. Walk on. I'm gonna try to get this out before that keeps going. Yeah, man. Um <laughs> so there's not a lot of merch for this brand yet, but this brand is up and coming. There's a lot of demand, but you know, that keeps the demand high when you keep the supply low. Facts. 100%. So I'm going to go with KI Hoops Unlimited. Mm, get your merch soon whenever Talk it drops. You just don't know, when, don't know when it's going to drop. <laughs> these, hey, these hoodies are great. These hoodies are great. It only drops right? once every couple years, so it's like you got to make <laughs> sure you get in line. Get, get on the waiting can, list. You got to get it while you can, bro. Yeah. Once every Hoops couple years. Unlimited. You have a, is it just your KI logo for that, or you got a brand yeah, logo? Got that logo. Right. We got the Tom logo. You just make sure you the, send me whatever one for the yeah, graphic. We got the inspirational saying. stuff on the side. Yeah. yeah. Um, quality stuff over there. Discipline. Come you, on. Design it, you design it yourself, Jared? I do. Yeah. Myself. And I have a team, but I kind of head the design team and then I, you know, yeah. delegate. <laughs> I'm good at delegating. Me too. That's crazy. Um, all right. My walk on pick here. Um, you know, this is a brand that uh, I think it's very niche. But uh, what they do, they do at such a high level. And you're going to pay the price. You're going to pay the price for this quality, quality piece of apparel that you're going to get from them. But uh, I got I got a pair of these when um, I want to say for Christmas a few years back. And ever since ever since I put my foot in a pair of Bombas socks, um, I've never wanted to wear another pair of socks again. So give me Bombas socks. I'm telling you, okay. these are special socks. That's a great man. pick. Great pick. I'm Good a big Bombas guy. You can get them at Nordstrom's now. You used to only be able to get yeah. them online. No, exactly. Hey, they're at like Dick's Sporting Goods and stuff now too. But yeah, I've been on them for years. Great golf sock. Great golf sock. Yeah, that's awesome, Luke. Um, my walk-on pick. Uh, man, it's real simple. We know who I ride for on this podcast. Big time Warriors fan here. Uh, and I got to include. I got to include my guys. I found them on Twitter. You know. Uh. And they just produce the best graphic tees out. All my Warriors, all my cool Warriors stuff that I've got comes from Warriors World. All right. Mm-hmm. Any Warriors World. Mm-hmm. They got a great clothing brand. Good Twitter following. I guess it's called X now, but they're doing they're doing well for themselves through uh, through all the stuff they sell. Got you, got you. Um my walk on pick, man. man. I didn't even I just had a five. I didn't have no six man. Uh, does it have to be a clothing brand or can it be just a brand? You know, we're gonna let you rock rubber band lines. Yeah, you can can do what you gotta do. This is something, this is in true JKG fashion, man. Just facts, facts, facts. This is something that I feel every athlete, especially overseas, should have. But uh, a brand I really like is Hyper Ice. And they mm. have like the massage guns mm. and the, um, the boots to put over your legs and the hips, things to put over your hips to really take the soreness out. And it's a brand I really like because 
it's stuff you can do to help your body move and feel better on your own. And you don't need to have like a trainer and stuff because sometimes in some of these places, um, your trainer might not all be that great. Where I'm at here, the trainers are fantastic. But in some places, you might not really have uh, the, the trainings that you need and the physical people that you need. So to have things that you could do at home to help your body perform, to help your body be at the best so you can perform your best, I think Hyper Ice is a really good brand and people should look into. Their stuff is pricey, though, but... It is an investment. And once you make that investment, I'm sure you'll be extremely satisfied. So for sure. You like it. Yeah, bro. Your marketing, did you yeah, must have got a marketing degree. <laughs> oh my we need to take notes. <laughs> nah, we really do. Yeah. Yeah. You, you can run marketing for the podcast. Like, hey, I got y'all, bro. Any <laughs> snippets and stuff? Tell me what I need to say. <laughs> 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 Sure. And so me and Ike have actually had these conversations. Ike this summer was real avid at, at the range. Ike is trying really? to get his golf game right. Yeah. Well, we gotta get him a glove. I owe you a glove. He was out there with no glove. Yeah, I, I, gotta, but, I gotta get it right because yeah. I'm, I'm about that age, bro. It's like the best uh the best deals are done on the golf course, bro. So I'm trying to I'm trying That's to be right. a deal. So I gotta I gotta get my swing right because I don't even gotta be great i just can't be i can't be trash so yeah. right now i'm on like i'm not as trash as i was but i'm still not you know i'm still not decent yet so once i get decent then i'm gonna be then i'm gonna feel confident to really go on like a range and do like a nine hole or a 16 whatever 18 whatever it's called because i haven't even gone on those i just i just go on the on the uh on the range and just just as long as I make con where I'm at right now, as long as I make contact with the ball, I'm cool. That's that's why I'm at. I'm not even yeah, trying to worry. That's where it starts, man. I can, yeah, I yeah. Can. I'm not really trying to worry about the direction yeah. or anything like that. <laughs> I just want to see the ball fly, and I'm just like, oh yeah, I really did that, and then do it again. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but now nah, it's cool though. It's cool. Yeah, I'm starting to have fun with it because I'm starting to get better and better. Of course, you know so. Um, but yeah, once, next time I really plan on really putting the time to really up my game and stuff like that. Well, I got some great advice for you. I, we talked about it a little bit before, but we've been talking about brands and, you know, my golf threads are always looking tight. My 50 chips are tiled every single night. My scorecard won't always be right, but on my encore swag is tiger height. Wow. That was poetic today, man. Dear the poet, back at it, man. Yeah, man, that's some good, that's good advice for you. <laughs> there you go. Oh, man. All right, fellas. Ike, bro, thank you so much for Yeah, thank for you, Ike. We appreciate with it. Us thank you, man. Yeah, I got y'all, man. This was a great time, bro. Appreciate y'all. Yeah, yeah. yeah this was a great episode. Drop some gems. Go just ahead, keep Jake. going. I was just saying, just keep going, man. Yeah, AKG, man. man, that's all we can do. That's all exactly. we can do. Everybody listening, go tap in with Ike. Go tap in with, with JKG, the brand. Just keep going. Hopefully the drop okay. comes soon so we can all get it. You know I'm what sure. it is, man. Tap in. It's good. Appreciate sure. y'all, bro. As always, this is your favorite walk-on. We're walking out. <laughs> <laughs>